1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back inside the horseshoe for a rapid reaction presented by Buyers Auto, driven by Buyers Auto. Uh, that's the forty-year vet, Tim May. This is Spencer Holbrook, and Tim, I've been thinking of this one for a while. You're gonna have to hear it. I think you're gonna like it. Badgers beat down by blacked-out Buckeyes.
0: How'd I do? Uh, that's pretty good. Badgers get. Badgers. Uh, Buckeyes deliver black eyes on blackout the night at uh, against Badgers. All right. Well whatever you want to call it. No, that was very awful.
1: (laughs) Whatever you want to call it, it's 52-21 Ohio State, an absolute- I like the one
0: I did on radio (laughs) the other day, but uh, I forgot it by now, go ahead now. An
1: absolute domination by Ohio State from the first whistle, and when I say the first whistle, Tim, I mean the first whistle. Ohio State had three chunk plays, uh, long plays, uh, in the on the first drive of the game, when Wisconsin deferred and gave them the ball, uh, it was seven nothing before it. Before some of the the South uh, blocko got full, yeah. And before some people got to their seats, before the first beers were down in the stadium down here, uh, and from there it was just a runaway. Tanner McAllister with an interception started the route. From there it's fourteen nothing, and there's no turning back from there. 52-21 Ohio State in a absolute domination to begin Big Ten play. Tim, yes. um, Just your opening thoughts from from what was
0: what turned out to be a celebratory night in the horseshoe. It was just that, and also it was Cade Stover. I mean, oh, my goodness. Uh, they split him out before, Did, done a few things like that. But tonight, I mean, I thought it was stroke of genius by Ryan Day and his staff to go with him split way out. And uh, the way they got him involved in the game, and, of course, he catches two touchdown passes right off the bat there. Had a chance, at a third one tonight. but. Uh, he's kind of rewriting the books for tight ends at Ohio State, or is he? Because, like I asked Ryan Day, and he didn't quite pick up on my facetiousness. Uh, Do some of those catches he had tonight, or most of them, count as a catch for a tight end when he's not lined up as a tight end? He's lined up split out. He's in the uh, he's in the slot, and, and all these kind of different things. But the way they've found a talent and are now exploiting it in Cage Stover. It was great in the post game, uh, someone asked him, how many touchdowns did you score in high school? And he says, I don't remember how many, because <laughs> you know, obviously he was Mr. Football of Ohio in 2018 out of Lexington. But that's just an example of weapons coming on board for this offense just every week there's a new look. Like I, you know, I spent a lot of effort writing a little story about them using the eye formation last, last week and the different things they did out of it. I don't think they light up the eye once tonight, maybe once. Couple times, once Yeah, you but play. you know where I'm, yeah. where I'm going here. Oh, yeah. Just when you think you've got them pigeonholed, they go another direction, Ryan Day and his staff. And yeah, everything wasn't perfect, but i tell you what, it was pretty close to perfect in the first half. Even at long drive, like he pointed out, where they kicked the field goal, that ate some time, man. That did a lot of time off the clock and stuff. And uh, they still got points out of it. And uh, I don't know, you can't really, you can't really say a lot of like negative things about the way this game went. Yes, they get, ended up giving up 21 points. 14 of those came in the fourth quarter when it appeared that Wisconsin was bound to determine that their number one back Braylon Allen break a hundred yards, Yeah. even if it was against the backups. Uh, and they got that done, big long touchdown run by him obviously, but uh, this was a, for three quarters, this is about a beat down as you can get a beat down in a Big Ten opener against a quality opponent. Especially, yeah, then
1: you hit the nail there, especially against a team like Wisconsin to dominate them. I was talking to somebody on the way off the field and I said, was it as was it as easy as it looked up there? And he said, this is, you know, it, it wasn't as hard as we thought it was going to be. They, they They thoroughly dominated this Wisconsin team and that's not taking away credit from Wisconsin. That's just saying that Ohio State was on a completely different level tonight. And I think you see Ohio State on a completely different level um, from the rest of the Big Ten. So far, uh, obviously, there's just been one Big Ten game, and we'll see how everything plays out. Hmm. Um, but, you know, Michigan had its struggles with Maryland today. Michigan State looks like it's down. Penn State might be the, the next challenger to Ohio State. But this, uh, you know, my headline for the first thoughts uh, column on LettermanRow.com right, at, right as the game ended was, It set the tone in the Big Ten opener, and that's exactly what you need to do. Ohio State had two guys over 100 yards rushing. Uh, Trayvon Henderson and Maya Williams both ran extremely hard in this game and both topped the 100-yard marker. Uh, Cade Stover, a tight end. You're getting him involved. You're seeing different receivers. Um, Not to mention this is without your top receiver in Jackson Smith and Blades. without your top two cornerbacks. Um, Just a thorough uh, butt-kicking by Ohio State, and and it all started – Tim, on that offensive side, I know the defense is going to get a lot of praise, Tanner McAllister especially, and and Tommy Eichenberg. Those two are the stars of the night for the defense. But offensively, Tim, there's
0: just not enough good things you can say about what, what these guys did tonight. No, they kind of picked up where they left off against Toledo. I yeah. mean, it was a continuum. It was pretty, pretty impressive. I mean, C.J. Stroud had it seemed to hit a little bit of a lull late in the, uh, you know, late in the second quarter, middle middle of second quarter came out of it, didn't hit another little bit of a lull. I mean, a couple of passes he'd like to have back, including, like I said, that what could have been the third touchdown pass to a Cade Stover. Uh, but with all that, that was when they settled for a field goal, if I remember correctly. But with all that said, I mean, you know, the, the interception he threw on the sideline, his first interception of the year, and as you pointed out, on his 100th attempt of the year, uh, you know, like he said, he wished wish he'd waited a little split second more to really get the depth on the receiver. I think it was Marvin Harrison, Jr., just miss the depth on, and when you miss the depth on an outcut, and they've got a little guy over the top, which they did a lot of that tonight on Marvin Harrison Jr. A little bracket situation. Uh, there's a good chance you're going to throw an interception there. So that was, you know, uh, you're going to throw one like that every now and then, just because just the timing was just barely off. But with that said, uh, this offense would gets would really. I've told people before this game started on 97.1 The Fan, the radio show I'm on. You know, if you're going to key on somebody tonight it's easy to watch the quarterback, it's easy to watch a running back. Watch number 74, Donovan Jackson. I, that's what I told him, I said, because that's where the game is won and lost, is up front. And uh, on that uh, touchdown, uh, their first touchdown, Donovan Jackson, they ran basically, uh, a, basically a sprint draw out of the shotgun, and uh, Cade Stover and Dewan Jones blocked down on the right side. That was when the few times Cage Stover was lined up as an actual tight end, blocked down, Donovan Jackson pulls, Uh, Wisconsin had a guy coming in hard off the edge on that play, and he had to run around Donovan Jackson. Jackson still got a hand on him a little bit. Yep. But uh, touchdown. I mean, uh, this offensive line is getting it done, and uh, it's getting better, it seems, by the game. Yeah, Tim, that's one of the interesting things that I was going to talk about a little
1: bit because we're going to talk a lot about this offense because, you know, Wisconsin's offense is a little reductive. You know, Ohio State did play well defensively, but. You know, it stopped the run and then, you know, make Graham Mertz beat you. Ohio State did that and Graham Mertz couldn't beat them. But offensively, Wisconsin was in a one high safety on the first drive of the game. And immediately it knew that it had messed up <laughs> because for most of the rest of the game, you saw Wisconsin in that too high look knowing that we need safety help over the top. And Ohio State said, that's fine. Last year, I don't know if this running game would have been able to say that's fine. Let's let's just ground and pound our way to 52 points. This team and this, this bunch <laughs> out here tonight did that. The offensive line set a tone. Uh, Mayan Williams set a tone. Trayvon Henderson ran extremely hard, like I said earlier in the show. Um, Those guys, that running game for Ohio State, obviously C.J. Stroud, five touchdown passes. Cade Stover in the passing game. Emeka in the passing game. Melvin Harrison in the passing game. Those guys are going to get the recognition because it's more of a sexy thing to talk about. But you talk about imposing your will on a team that prides itself on physicality like Wisconsin and getting it done up front to get two guys to 100 yards rushing, that tells you that the tone of this Ohio State offense is not 2021's tone. It's just a different way of doing things and
0: it's a different way of taking care of business. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, golly, I mean, how many guys touched the ball tonight with significance? Cade Stover, Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Egbuka. My hand still hurt him catching that laser beam over the middle. That was a hell of a throw and a hell of a catch. And he got popped a couple times tonight, big time, like Buka did, and just shows his toughness, his running back kind of toughness. Julian Fleming, clearly. Oh my gosh, yeah. Clearly, Julian Fleming is back. And the first time you're really getting to see him on an extended basis, uh, what a treat. No wonder he was a five-star receiver prospect coming out of high school. Uh, we got guys waving at us uh, on parade here. Uh, but no wonder, I mean, it, it it's amazing not just the guys who touched the ball, but but like I said, uh were significant in this game, the two running backs. And then Dallin Hayden went there with good mop-up duty. And of course CJ Stroud. But uh wow. I mean, they even gave the ball to Mitch Rossi on a regular run play, a little flip basically wing run uh, counter play and to get a first down on one of those drives. I mean, it's just I don't know, I, I know I keep using that word amazing. I'm just I'm just amazed by what they can get accomplished, what they can get into a, play, a game plan uh, that looks totally different from what it looked like a week ago. It's kind of stunning on, the, in a, on a college football level. So, Tim,
1: I think that's enough gushing about the offense. We can do that on the Monday after. Well, you
0: started the gushing, uh, I, I just con- well, continued it.
1: We've gone a little while. They, they I, scored
0: 56 I'd, or whatever tonight. 52. I'd 52. love to talk about the 21. It Se- Seemed like 56, didn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. I'd love to talk about the 21, lack thereof offense, if you're talking about Wisconsin. Because this Ohio State defense, Tim, uh, I wrote about it a little bit. Maybe I was the only one that, that heard what Jim Knowles said as a challenge uh, when he said that they hadn't played a complete game yet. But kind of struck me oddly, because Jim Knowles takes his players back so often. <coughs> You don't really hear him issue those kind of things and say they haven't played complete yet. Wait. Tanner McAllister yeah. talked about it a little bit. They did view that as a challenge and they knew that, that Jim Knowles was talking to them when he said that. and they, they took it on the chin and And I think they played pretty well. Tanner McAllister especially, I'm gonna get into him a little bit, but Tommy Eichenberg, Steel Chambers, the Ohio State front, and their ability to contain Braylon Allen is the defensive storyline of this game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because they, uh, like I said, Wisconsin had to go back to 10 years ago to really get a drive going in the second half, and that was against a a team that had pretty much put them away already. I mean, that was a textbook 19 uh, or 2005 drive by uh, 2000, let's go 2014, 2014 (laughs) drive since this game kind of turned out like that 2014 (laughs) Big Ten Championship game. Uh, you know, just eight, seven and a half minutes off. They're, they're down, whatever they were down at that point. And they took seven and a half minutes to score a touchdown just to show they could. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, there was no, there was no, there was kind of like throwing in the towel. Let's work on our basics. And that's exactly what they did in that drive and got it done. But you're not coming back on a team uh, like that. But yeah, defensively, I think we've gone pretty deep into this without giving credit where credit's due. Jair Brown and uh, J.K. Johnson starting their first games at cornerback for the Buckeyes with Denzel Burke shelved on the sideline, broke some kind of bone or something in his hand, uh, had to get that operated on in midweek. They thought there was a good chance he could play with it all padded up, but then they, I guess pain tolerance wasn't there. I mean, it's a tough thing, you know what I mean? Uh, And then, of course, Cam Brown wasn't available. We're not sure exactly what his malady is, but the bottom line is those two guys started this game at cornerback, Ohio State's Big Ten opener against uh, Wisconsin, and it's almost like Wisconsin didn't even know it. It, Wisconsin never really challenged these guys. I I thought the holding pass interference call on Jair Brown was ridiculous, just like Ryan Day did. Uh, Otherwise, I thought he played exceptional tonight. Had a couple of pass breakups, yeah. But Exactly, one over the middle on a third down play, that was big time. Uh, uh, You've got to have guys like that step up for you in situations like this. Young guys, Ryan Day said they were very confident with these guys the way they practiced. And uh, lo and behold, you know, we've all seen corners make their first starts and not have those kind of games for Ohio State. And some guys are playing in the league right now. Uh, I was quite impressed by the way those guys play.
1: Yeah, and you talk about Paul Christ and the, the Wisconsin offense. Um, punting from the one-yard line or from the the 45-yard line on fourth and one when you're already down 21-0, that's a cowardly punt, Paul. Go home. Uh, then you know you don't take any shots on freshman cornerbacks who haven't played yet. I thought those guys played exceptionally well, but for Wisconsin not to even challenge those guys deep. Paul, go home. Wisconsin's offense was... You don't have
0: to get that salty. (laughs) I I,
1: I just thought, you know, I did expect, when I saw the news about Denzel, and when I saw the news about Cameron Brown, I thought, okay, we're gonna see Wisconsin try to open this up a little bit, take a couple shots. They didn't do that. And so, you know, Ohio State says, thank you very much, of course. You wanna keep hitting your head against this brick wall that is our defensive front for 60 minutes, be our guest. That's what Ohio State said, obviously, yeah. because they continued to bottle up Braylon Allen, except for when the twos got in, and Ryan Day put his second string in, and Paul Chris kept his first string in. And so that's when you saw a 75 yard run by Braylon Allen. Yeah. And then when he tried to go to the air, um, Ohio State took away a tight end option, who I, I hope that, that kind if of, I can't remember his first name, is, is okay, yeah. that, that looked like a vicious hit. Um, but Ohio State did a good job of containing him. He's a good weapon in the passing game. Ohio State did a good job on the corners. Ohio State did a good job over the middle. Of keeping Tanner McAllister as a free safety. Everything that Wisconsin threw at them, yeah. even if it wasn't what Wisconsin
0: maybe should have done, Ohio State had answers for. it, And but, that's a yeah. big
1: difference from this time last year. Boy, I'm
0: not interrupting you. I, I'm, I'm doing a good job tonight. You aren't? are doing yeah. a good job. Uh, I got on my soapbox a little bit. But there. you know, I'm sorry, like, folks. like you said, like like we pointed out though, it's like they didn't even challenge the corners. I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here right now and I'm stunned, but but it tells you what they think. I mean, they had to know those guys weren't the same guys. They had to know those weren't wasn't Denzel Burke and Cam Brown out there. You know, the numbers told you. Uh, but the bottom line is, it's like that just shows you what a project this rebuilding job is at, at Wisconsin right now. I mean, I kept telling everybody all week, and you did too, this is not the same Wisconsin as a couple of years ago. And uh, they're trying to find themselves offensively and. Uh, they have not found themselves offensively yet. This was not the same kind of Wisconsin offensive line you're used to seeing. Yeah, I mean, I think Ohio State played great up front. But I, you know, you looked at the video uh, of them against Washington State, for example, more of a like opponent, although I wouldn't put Washington State anywhere near the category of Ohio State, and they had trouble. Yeah, you know, and uh, with their offensive line. So this came, game kind of went down like I thought it would. What really accelerated the accelerant to it was Tanner McAllister's interception. And that was a classic. He was playing soft coverage off the man. The man runs a just an out. You remember the play. And uh, it's like Graham Murch thought the man was gonna curl. It looks like, I hope that's what he thought. It, and just it was, throws man. the ball straight to Tanner McAllister. Merry Christmas, and the onslaught is on. Tanner McAllister had a pretty big... Wait a minute,
1: that put the on in onslaught. There you go. But Tanner McAllister, I thought it was funny, had a pretty big smile when I asked him if he thought he was going to return that for a touchdown. He said, yeah, I did, and then I turned around
0: and saw somebody chasing me from
1: behind, and I just had to go down, so.
0: Still, what a play. I mean, you know, we were on them, about not having any turnovers, and then, uh, boom, right out of the gate. They get one last week with Ronnie Hickman and a fumble recovery. and then tonight, right out of the gate, a uh, big-time interception. That's what you need in a game like this. There, there was no doubt after the first quarter of play who was winning this game, and that's a what you call your dream start for your home team.
1: Yeah, Ohio State was up 21-0 in the first 11 minutes of the game. The cover, the spread was covered, and the crowd was raucous in here. It was a yeah. good blackout crowd, Tim. For Ohio State yes. 52, uh, Wisconsin 21, and it's pretty empty in here now but the blackout was successful um, i'm a little skeptical at times of ohio state doing the blackout just with the fans there's a lot of scarlet to be ha- worn go ahead
0: oh no i'm not interrupting i'm just holding my hand up because i do want to get a point
1: in there's a lot of scarlet to be worn in this building and there's a, a few people in scarlet but i think the crowd did a pretty good job with the blackout um, all things considered and i thought ohio State looked pretty good in them even though i'm red green color and couldn't see the numbers from the press box it was a little bit of a difficult night
0: for me but Nobody asked, so I won't complain. On the blackout, Buckeyes deliver knockout. That's the headline. Well, there you uh, go. But the bottom line, I'm, I'm not a fan of the black uniforms. Just to want to be on the record. I, I, I'm not a fan of those. Uh, uh, Ohio State has a classic uniform. I'm not a fuddy-duddy. I like those helmets they wore you know, way back when where they looked like they were uh, uh, put under uh, uh, put under a, a camera. and. And basically exploded you know the, the yeah. big stripes and stuff mm-hmm. like that I'm not a fuddy-duddy I don't like the black unis because to me they don't shout Ohio State at all and so I just wanted to be on the record on that before we wrapped up here well Phil Knight likes them Ohio State likes
1: them and the fans seem to all like them because there's about a million knockoff black jerseys in the crowd tonight as Ohio State absolutely dominated Wisconsin 5221 inside the horseshoe that is the 40-year vet Tim May I am just Spencer Holbrook this is The Rapid Reaction Show presented by Buyer's Auto, driven by Buyer's Auto. If you need an auto, go to Buyer's Auto, it's the best place to find a new or used car in Central Ohio. Tim, uh, closing thoughts as
0: we wrap up here in the Woody Hayes, in the the Ohio Stadium, not the Woody Hayes. The Buckeyes are 4-0, and they're getting better by the week. Yes, they gave up 21 points again this week. Big whoopee. 14 came in the uh, fourth quarter when who cares, Uh, just this defense. You know, you talk about Jim Knowles being uh, tongue-in-cheek and whatever. This defense, 4-2-5, can it handle a team that likes to run the ball with, quote, two linebackers, end quote? Answer, yes. Um, There were some uh, questions answered tonight. Uh, We're all all curious, the one big question still hanging over this football team, when is Jackson Smith and Jigba going to be healthy again? I said it last week and I stand by it, Came back too soon from a hamstring. Whether the hamstring has been uh, exacerb- hamstring injury has been exacerbated remains to be seen. I'm told, you know, there was a rumor going around about different things. I'm, uh, I think he's just dealing with a tough situation there. If they get Jackson Smith the Jigba back, and it's not, in my opinion, pressing at this point, let him heal totally. A hamstring needs to heal uh, totally to come to come back on it. Uh, that's going to be interesting. But this offense. Over 250 yards rushing, over 250 passing, against a team that plays pretty good defense, that's a damn good night.
1: Yeah, and with Rutgers on deck, you don't need Jackson for the jiggle for that one. With Michigan State, that trip looking less and less intimidating as the weeks go on, Tim. I'm not sure when they'll need Jackson for the jiggle, but then the bye week comes, and then you've got Iowa, October 22nd, whose offense is anemic. So you start to wonder when do you need Jackson for the jiggle? how long can you allow him to heal? Um, but that's a that's a a storyline for maybe the Monday after we'll be back in the horseshoe on Monday afternoon maybe Monday morning to recap everything that we saw on the second watch we'll probably do that at some point tomorrow Tim we'll probably sit down and watch that rewatch that game yeah of Ohio State 52 Wisconsin 21 an absolute beatdown in the horseshoe again that's the 40-year vet Tim May I'm just Spencer Holbrook this is a rapid reaction presented by Byers Auto we'll see you back in the horseshoe on Monday